Welcome to Axios Pro Rock, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Mac. On today's show, America now has fewer wireless carriers, and Ohio University gives us a reason to stand up and cheer. But first, wartime powers. Each day now, President Trump and the White House Coronavirus Task Force hold an afternoon press conference. And almost every day, there is a question about the Defense Production Act in reference to much-needed medical supplies like surgical masks and ventilators. So what is the DPA? In short, it is a Korean War-era law that lets the federal government make major incursions into private industry. For example, it can require a company to prioritize a government order over that of other customers. It can also issue loans to expand a manufacturer's capacity and oversee distribution of selected products. President Trump last week did begin implementing parts of DPA, such as requiring General Motors to make ventilators. But overall, he has shied away from the fuller implementation that many, including governors like New York's Andrew Cuomo, have asked for. Trump's official explanation is essentially that he is a capitalist and has no interest in, quote unquote, nationalizing American industry, going so far as to suggest that fully using the DPA would turn the U.S. into Venezuela. But it is a strange argument given that the administration regularly used DPA prior to coronavirus. That's based on a new report from the New York Times, which found that Trump's Department of Defense, FEMA, and other organizations have used DPA to place hundreds of thousands of orders, procuring vital equipment from ammunition to rare earth metals that can be used to make things like jet engines and lasers. The bottom line, our wartime president isn't using all of his wartime authority. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with one of the authors of that New York Times story. But first, this. There is more news out there than ever before, but these days, it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. We're joined now by Zolan Kano Youngs, a Homeland Security correspondent with The New York Times. President Trump has used the Defense Production Act vis-a-vis coronavirus in a few ways. But what are the big things that so far he has not done that he could do? So you're right. We saw them start to ramp up use of the DPA last week in when tensions started to rise with GM as well as Ventec. GM is partnering with to produce these ventilators. And what Trump did is first you saw him tweet out that they could invoke the DPA. And what it appears happened is that he used the DPA under Title I. And Title I of the DPA authority allows you to prioritize a contract. And that basically allows the federal government to skip ahead of the line of other clients. It tells the vendor or the company, we are your priority. You're going to get us this many of this product at a specific date. That's one authority. And that's the authority that the DOD has used thousands of times. So actually, let me ask you about that. That was kind of one of the big things that you and one of your colleagues reported yesterday over at the Times is that this authority, as you say, even though we're talking about it much more now because of coronavirus, it's not a new thing and it's not an unusual thing for the federal government to use. Right. The federal government in general. I mean, even going before the Trump administration. You're right. Well, I think what people have been confused by is the DPA has kind of been painted under one brush, all of the authorities of the DPA. That, that authority that I just described, allowing the government to skip the line, DOD does that all the time. So give me an example. When's the time, say, DOD has used the DPA? Times that DOD has used the DPA, especially for the authority that we just described in prioritizing a contract or an order, as they call it. Materials needed for weapons, materials needed for drones, 
chemicals that are needed for certain weapons. Also, FEMA has used this before. Equipment needed to allow or to help the government or help states recover from a disaster. One of the other authorities on here is distribution of goods, not just to asking a company to make it or expanding capacity, but distribution. And you have heard this back and forth, both in the Trump press conferences, but also with governors, Andrew Cuomo, et cetera, this question of governors basically bidding against each other and against FEMA for certain goods. In theory, could President Trump use DPA to better streamline that process? So, you know, face masks that used to cost 80 cents, states could still be paying 80 cents instead of bidding up each other up to seven or eight bucks. One authority under DPA is to control the distribution of a product for the company. Yes, that's true. Governors have been calling for that. They've also, though, been calling for another authority under DPA, which is also used by the DOD. And that authority is for the government to issue loans to a company so that they can actually say they don't have enough resources or they don't have enough of the materials to build a certain thing, such as ventilators or PPE. The government can issue loans to that company so they can go get those resources, build out that product, and get it to the government at a specific point in time. The DOD has also used that many, many times in this administration and the last. And just last summer, the DOD used that authority, issuing loans to a company so they could expand their capacity to obtain materials, rare earth metals that could be used to build lasers, radar technology, and also to gather materials used to build drones. Now, as far as distribution, that is one of the more rare uses of the authority. There has been, and this goes to previous administrations as well, there's concern there, right? I mean, if you now are controlling the distribution, so now the federal government is deciding, as you said, maybe these materials go to New York, but now that means that that state or that client that maybe went through the procurement process the right way and is expecting to get those products won't be able to get what they wanted or there will be a delay in order to get what they wanted. So there is concern there. Let's talk a little bit about the politics playing out behind the scenes here. I think you kind of hinted this at the end of your story, although maybe don't say it explicitly. Do you believe one of the reasons that President Trump hasn't more fully embraced and enacted pieces of DPA because it's maybe would create more of a direct link between what the White House is doing and White House action and the ultimate result of this pandemic. And it's not just fully invoked, right? I mean, you can, we have to remember that the president only last week started to use this law. And when you speak to the people that were the closest to it, the people that implemented this law for years in this administration and past administrations, they have questioned, I've asked that same question, why was at least not the more routinely used authority used in January when these signs of the outbreak really started to come about? Why didn't you use the authority? These are questions that have come up in our reporting. Why didn't you use the authority to bring these companies to the table, skip the normal bidding process, bring them to the table and force them to sign a contract? And we have heard from some officials who have said that there is a feeling that when you invoke the DPA, when you use the DPA in any of these authorities, now the accountability shifts to the government. You have now used this law, this wartime act, to bring these companies to the table and say, we need this deadline. Maybe you even issue them loans. It does shift accountability there just a bit. And you can look at the president's own comments as well, saying that this could nationalize the economy and it, uh, referencing uh, the economy in Venezuela when it comes to this act. And that's confusing, you know, when you look at how 
at least one of the authorities under this law, that being inserting the language into contracts and prioritizing it, is one of the more routinely used functions when it comes to the procurement process for the government. Zolan Cano-Youngs of the New York Times, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much. My final two, right after this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech, from the Valley to D.C. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up for Sprint and T-Mobile, which today closed their mega merger nearly two years after it was first announced. Not to mention a few months after a major lawsuit that was brought by a large group of state's attorneys general. Why it matters is that the country's number of major wireless carriers is now three instead of four. And we get to find out if the state AGs and consumer advocates were right about the idea that reduced competition could lead to higher prices, or if the companies were right when they said it would lead to better service. And finally, that's the ohio university marching band otherwise known as the marching 110 performing their school's fight song called stand up and cheer to honor first responders in their state but of course they can't march or play together so each of them performed individually from their homes in quarantine and then posted the combined show on youtube after which it was shared by ohio governor mike dewine hopefully it provides a few smiles to those risking so much on the front lines and we're done big thanks for listening and to my producers tim shovers and naomi shaven have a great national sourdough bread day and we'll be back tomorrow with another pro rata podcast <laughs>